Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Mysterious Headlines. Today is officially day two of the Lori Vallow Daybell trial. I will be covering this trial here on this podcast episode. My goal is to put out an update episode every day with any information from that day's trial. Now, a reminder, there are no cameras allowed in the courtroom and there are no audio recordings. So all the information we're going to be getting is secondhand information from reporters that are sitting there um, in the courtroom. So that is how this trial is going to be proceeding. Um, We'll just be getting secondhand information. Now today is April 4th. The trial officially started yesterday, April 3rd, but they are still in the jury selection process. So they have not finished that process yet. And so until that process is finished, they won't be moving on to the actual trial. They need 42 potential jurors. And once they get to 42, then attorneys are going to weed out the members until they get to 18 to 12 jurors and six alternatives. So um, that's kind of where they're at. Yesterday, they started calling jurors and they started weeding out jurors and they're going to continue doing that today. I think that they'll probably finish that um, by the end of the day today and that tomorrow on the 5th, they can actually start the trial. But we'll just have to see um, how everything plays out today. Um, So the trial will either start tomorrow or Thursday. And then we'll really be getting into the interesting intricacies of this case. And so I am really... I'm really eager to hear about the opening arguments and the witnesses called. Um, I can already presume some of the witnesses that are going to be called. Um, I expect um, Melanie Gibb, Lori's former friend, is probably going to be on the witness stand. Um, We know she was on the witness stand in the prelim trial, Um, so she'll probably probably be called to speak. Um, I'm sure they're probably going to call some family members. I don't know if Larry and Kay will be called. Um, And there's a whole separate thing with them where they were told last week by Lori that she didn't want them in the courtroom. She didn't consider them victims. And they're fighting back with a lawyer and basically said, yes, we're victims. We've been fighting for JJ and Tylee from the beginning. And if you remember, they're the whole reason that all of this got set in motion because they called for the welfare check of JJ and Tylee. So that's how all of this got set in motion. If they hadn't done that, we wouldn't be here today. So um, I think they're probably going to be allowed into the courtroom, but I don't know if they're going to be called as witnesses. Um, I think um, Brandon Boudreaux could be called as a witness. He is... um, well, he used to be married to Melanie Pulowski, who is Lori's niece, and he was the one, if you remember, that claimed um, someone tried to shoot at him. Um, 
when he was at his house, um, like a drive-by situation. And um, him and Melanie Pulowski, they divorced shortly after, and she ended up marrying rather quickly and kind of getting in with Lori and seemingly having some of the same beliefs and thoughts as Lori. Um, so I definitely think he might be called as a witness um, to the stand um, and talk about the potential killing that could have happened um, with him. Um, I think Zulema could be called to the witness stand. That is the what or was the wife of Alex Cox, um, Lori Vallow's brother. So I think she could be called to the witness stand um, to testify. Um, and I think her testimony would be really interesting. Um, I know there's some friends of Chad who have done um, like podcasts with him and have done um, different book events with him. So, and I know I'm blanking on the lady's name, but I know there's one lady who she had um, become an author and published some books under Chad's publishing company. So she will probably be called as a witness um, to talk um, a little bit about Lori's relationship with Chad. Um, but we do have to remember Chad and Lori's case has been severed. So this is just Lori Vallow Daybell's trial. So um, Chad is not going to be there as well. So it's strictly just for Lori. We don't know when Chad's trial will be coming up. But what I find interesting with that and why I was so surprised that they ended up severing them is because a lot of the same witnesses are going to be called for Lori's trial and for Chad's trial. It's going to be very similar witnesses that are called to the stand. And one of the things that was talked about early on when Chad was begging for severance is they said, well, no, that'd be a waste of taxpayer resources and money because why have two separate trials that are almost the same and have the same witnesses called and it's a waste. And so that's why I was really surprised when they chose to sever these cases a couple weeks ago. Now, they said they had DNA evidence that forced them to do that. So I'll be very curious to hear as this trial goes through what evidence that they have in this case um, that made them choose to sever. Um, but obviously we know the bodies of the kids were found in Chad Daybell's backyard. So we know we have that evidence that they were killed and that they were buried there. And she was married to Chad. So, you know, we know that much, but I'm sure they gathered other evidence as well, um, either from like Chad Daybell's house or um, from her house. I know that after um, they had done the search warrant at her house um, and then her and Chad kind of fled we know that there was a storage unit where a lot of things got put so there's a good potential that they found some evidence in that storage unit um, so it'll be really interesting to see what kind of evidence plays out in this case 
And my thoughts are that Lori, either one of two things, she could blame it all on Chad because now they're separate trials. She could blame it all on Chad and say, oh, you know, Chad just came and he, you know, he wooed me and then he like forced me to do all these things. He told me I had to kill my kids. He told me I had to kill Tammy Daybell. Like he told me all these things. Um, so she could just try and point the finger at Chad and he could do the same thing when it comes to his trial. Or she could point the finger at her brother, Alex Cox, and say, well, Alex Cox did it all. He told me I had to kill my kids. He's the one that actually killed them. And to me, I think that's the more likely of the scenarios is pointing the finger at Alex Cox because he's not here to defend himself, right? He can't, um, he can't try and defend himself. So it seems like an easy finger to point. And Chad could do the exact same thing. And it's hard to know where Lori and Chad stand right now. Like, are they mad at each other? Are they not? Like, it's hard to know because they're in separate jails and stuff. Um, and we know there was that one um, phone call that we heard um, when police in June of um, 2022, they went to um, the house of Chad Daybell, and that's when they ended up finding the bodies. And we know Chad called the jail and said to, um, you know, Lori, oh, they're searching in the backyard, and I don't know what to do. Um, and so we we know there was that communication, and there there perhaps has been other communication since Chad has been arrested, but we don't know the extent of that. So their relationship could be, like, terrible, and Chad could be so mad at Lori, um, or vice versa, um, or they could be like, no, we're, we still love each other. We're in this together. It's hard to know. So obviously that would impact which direction they choose to go. But I think the easiest option is just to point the finger at Alex Cox. He's not alive anymore. And so we'll just point it at him and then he can, um, you know, he has no way to try and defend himself. So, it's just, it's an easy, it's an easy target. But, you know, at the end of the day, these kids were Lori's kids. And the mother is responsible, the mother and father are responsible for watching over their, your kids, right? You're responsible for the well-being of your kids. And we know Charles had already died, so he was not there in the picture. And so it was solely her job to watch over these kids and make sure these kids are safe. So I think it's going to be very hard, you know, for her to pin this on someone else um, and not have the jury, you know, say, well, this was, this was your kids. You know, how could you let this happen to your kids? So, um, It'll be really interesting once the trial gets underway, but I'm predicting tomorrow is when they'll actually start, but I'll be keeping tabs on it. And again, I'm going to be trying to upload a podcast episode as often as I can, hopefully every day 
with new information from that day of trial. So keep tuned in here. You can hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast, and then you'll get notified every time I upload a new podcast episode. So you will always know and you can be up to date with the latest information in the Lori Vallow Daybell case. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk again soon.